The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello. Hello again, and thanks for joining us. Uh, We are, of course, uh, Wellness Interactive, uh, and uh, hopefully we're taking it a step further. Um, I'm very grateful for you're tuning in every week, or, of course, you can always uh, uh, download uh, the shows at any time. So we're located, it's the Wellness Lounge at 14 South Orange Avenue, and uh, what we do is uh, we're mindful of connecting the mind, body, spirit, and we're always uh, uh, hopeful that we're helping and blessing people to understand how to do that with uh, the guests that um, come on to the show, uh, shows to help us navigate. So this morning, um, we'll have our special guest again, Dr. Pride Boone. She's been with us um, a few times uh, in the past year, and we always have requests for her to come back. She's absolutely amazing and brilliant, and she's going to help us uh, uh, once again navigate through the balance of our spirit. And I have to say, uh, if, you're, if you're tuning in because of uh, maybe the conversation that was listed on the site or any of our social networks, uh, Fit Mom, Curvy Mom, we're going to uh, circle back around to that or hold off uh, uh, in, the introduction, in the introduction because I think that's so light uh, in the presence of losing such a great, great man, Nelson Mandela. Now, uh, uh, Dr. Pride Boone will help us, though, to really understand why I could even say something like that. It's so light. It has no strength. It has no power. And she'll help us connect that to someone great like Mandela who uh, we may think that we have maybe perhaps none of his qualities or we don't have the capabilities of having any of these qualities and when in fact he always felt that um, we too uh, are all great. And I hope I'm uh, sort of uh, uh, getting the feel of how um, I'm hoping that everyone is, is uh, too feeling around the world and that um, it's so important to have that balance. So let me speak about uh, Nelson Mandela. Just, uh, just a few of his quotes and what makes him so 
empowering and uh, God bless his family. Uh, God bless everyone who understands the power of balance. Um, he, one of his quotes is, uh, poverty is not an accident. Like slavery and apartheid, it is man-made and can be removed by the actions of human beings. So he's always, he's always speaking about the human factor, and I get really full. I get very passionate because I feel that we've just lost such a great uh, teacher, and if we all tune in to what he has done uh, living in... Uh, the present of living on this earth, earth and in the present, we lost such a great person. There's one other quote. There is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Now, that too is so empowering, and Dr. Pride Boone will share with us how our everyday life experience, although we might think uh, some of uh, what we do uh, is empowering, but sometimes we too need to question how little it really is. We might uh, have so much room to do more, but we we settle in a sense where we're thinking, "Wow, I've just done something really great," and. Uh, when in fact maybe sometimes it's just the small gesture. Not to say that that's, that too is not worthy, but when we have room to do so much more, we need to show up to do that. And last but not least, I'm going to say um, another quote, which is, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. And I'd like to think or believe that this is one of the reasons why do this show because I'm really not a uh, uh, radio broadcast person. I don't do this for I, I, I for years. <laughs> I've uh, hidden hid for so many years and not wanting to be out in the front. But I'd like to believe that uh, what we do here with the Wellness Lounge is to take it a step further. So I like to believe that the incredible. Uh, uh, Nelson Mandela uh, has empowered us to just be in the present and to really uh, connect that whole mind, body, spirit. So education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. That said, uh, I'm going to um, bring... well. You know what? I'm going to bring Dr. Pride Boone in, um, but um, I, it's hard to believe that maybe someone, someone out there may not know um, Nelson Mandela. So I think um, it should be said that uh, you know uh, Nelson Mandela um, was uh, at one point the president of South Africa. But uh, he, was, he passed away, he was 95 years old. He served 27 of his years on this earth in prison. He was born just after World War I, and he lived to see a black man elected president of the United States. All of this is because he was fighting for the rights 
I'd like to say it's people all over the world, but definitely uh, uh, his uh, beloved South Africans. And um, we we need to and understand and embrace that platform. And when you have a chance, please do so. That said, we have Dr. Pride Boone, who will share and enlighten us now um, on how to navigate some of that uh, uh, brilliance and, and um, clarity that uh, uh, Mr. Mandela has left us. Um, Dr. Pride Boone is a uh, uh, Harvard grad, and she's a uh, uh, family therapist and uh, pediatrician, and she also has her own foundation, uh, the Strong Me Foundation. She's doing beautiful work, and she's always working to um, take it a step further in our communities, in her communities, and she's traveled all over this country just helping people in need. So uh, I just thought it would be great to have Dr. Pride Boone on because um, we could have many celebrities or we, we can we can have whoever we want, but I think it's important for us all to know that there are people right next door to you that can make a difference in your life or you can make a difference in their life. Uh, and you, have, uh, you may not have any idea of what they do, and uh, it's important to get close to that, get close to people where we can make a difference. On that note, Dr. Pride Boone, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, good, morning. good morning, and good morning, and thank you for having me. That was a lovely tribute to Nelson Mandela. That was terrific. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I always think of um, my daughter. One of my daughter, I have two daughters, and one of my daughters, uh, she was doing a book report, and um, I think she was in middle school at the time. And she came home and she said, "So, mom, uh, if you had the opportunity to." Speak to someone, someone who has made a difference in, in our world, someone profound, someone amazing. Uh, who would that be? Someone who has passed, and, and who would that be? And so she was trying very carefully not to <laughs> reveal much. And so I said, hmm, immediately, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King. And she said, really? She said, oh. She said, everyone chose Jesus. And I said, Oh, I said, well, you know, uh, it's interesting. If I had the opportunity to speak with someone, I would still choose Dr. Martin Luther King. I said, but I think it's because I speak to Jesus quite often, <laughs> you know. <I'm laughs> so I said, I'm always uh, speaking to Jesus and God, you know, every day or whatever. And it was, it, it was pretty cool for her because she had the opportunity to write something different. And so... On that note, you know, thinking of Nelson Mandela, if I had the opportunity uh, or she walked through the door right now, you know, as a child and said, well, who would you want to speak with? Uh, he, too, would be one of the amazing uh, people I'd love to, would love to speak with. So, you know, Dr. Pratt Boone, you um, work uh, uh, often with uh, families who are sometimes uh, struggling for the balance. And I can't help to think when I think about uh, Mr. Mandela, uh, how can uh, or, or is there something we can do where um, we're focused on the family uh, in that, uh, you know how I feel about women. I think women are, are the people to make that balance. But if we're focused on the family, the family 
structure and culture nowadays is it's just made made up so differently um, these past uh, uh, the twenty years, thirty years, forty years. How can we just begin to make a balance in our life and that maybe we could just do one thing that Mr. Mandela spoke about, just one thing. How do we move forward from all of the, uh, just the very simple or easy things to do? Um, and, and when, in fact, uh, who knows, some of the things that we think are difficult, they too can really be easy. We just don't realize it. No, I I think if I learned anything from that, from Nelson Mandela, and I call him doctor, but um, what he taught me was to have gratitude even in what I might think is the worst situation. He did not regret his 27 years in prison. In those 27 years, he be, he knew himself, and what he encouraged everybody to do is learn who you are and to be yourself and to be your highest and the, the more time you spend with yourself, the more you're able to give who you are. And so I see families as a practicing pediatrician, and the kids are coming in. The mother's on the phone. The kids are on the phone. They're all watching movies. They're all texting. Nobody's talking to the other person. They don't know who they are, and they don't know who their family members are. And so mm. what, he, what he taught me was to make time for yourself, to learn who you are. And 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 set an example for your children that they turn off the media, that they turn off their interactions with siblings, that they come off Facebook, and they literally find some time to be alone and to to meditate. I don't know what his belief system is. He was born in a tribal land, and my my guess is he practiced that. But he knew to stay in contact with his the God of his understanding. And in those 27 years when he's in prison for helping other people, he didn't grow bitter. He didn't become anger. He didn't come out and overeat, which I would have. I think I would have done it had I not tried for enlightenment. But what he showed us was enlightenment, which is to learn to like yourself and to and to really look at the things that trouble you, your anger, your jealousy, your envy, despair, delusional. You can't see the pink elephant in the family room, which is dad is beating our mom, and that's right in the room, and nobody's talking about it. Mm. So we have, we, we have delusions about our lives, and, and then we fill it with food and media and, and stuff that takes us away from looking within. And so it's interesting that you opened up with Jesus, because Jesus said, keep the Sabbath holy. So what I teach my families and, and teach myself is one day of the week, unplug, just unplug. So if, if Nelson Mandela could sit in solitude for 18 years, can we not sit in solitude for one day of the week? Can we not keep one day holy? That day being time with family and time with self, just unplug. And so I find, that, and, and as you know, I work with families that struggle with obesity. Genetics and race play a huge part. And I and I don't. And we talked about BMIs in the past. BMIs is just a number that helps me guides me to where we are, because sometimes if everybody, I lived in the South, as you said, I've lived in many places in the West and Nevada, and in the South where we all struggle with weight, we all think being 30, 40 pounds overweight is okay, because we all, but many of us are at that level. So helping people see their BMI and see, no, actually, this is a more of an ideal weight, here's where we are, and here's where we need to go, because at these higher weights, 
we tend to get diabetes and hypertension, and these diseases can kill us. So I don't care what you weigh, but I want your cholesterol to be reasonably normal, and I want your blood pressure to be normal, and I don't want your blood sugar to raise. And we do that by following Nancy, Nelson Mandela. Go figure. It, it happens when we make time for ourselves. And then in turn, as we make time for ourselves, we make time for others. So we can smile at the grocery lady who's checking out your bags. And you, you're like, how did my smile make a difference in her day? Because mm-hmm. I, didn't holler, I didn't holler and scream at her, which is what happened before and after I left that line. Because people are so stressed. They, they, they're many people are working and not making enough to live. They're not working living wages. Your everyday person is often having to work two jobs to make ends meet. So time is crucial. It's an, it's an element that they often have no control over. But what I ask people to do is to try to carve out time where you unplug, turn off Facebook, turn off the text, and just sit with the God of your understanding, sit with your family, make time to know who you are. And then you don't eat away your pain. You don't stress away your pain. You actually get in contact with it and let that pain be healed. You can turn that anger into joy if you let the God of your understanding help you. And you can sit in a cell and do that. He didn't go to a gym. He didn't go to a diet clinic. He didn't go away to a weight loss camp. He stayed in a cell. And mm-hmm. he emerged He emerged one weight. And did you notice that he stayed one weight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did not. If I had been let out and, and fed on gruel for 27 years, who knows what stores and shopping I would have done. He was not. Or what food you know, you'd be eating. What right? foods I'd have chosen to eat now out of that deprivation, but because he was at peace with himself. He is grateful for 27 years in prison because he said he got to know who he was. And so what I ask families to do and what I ask myself to do is to make time to know who you are. I love it. Absolutely beautiful. Love it, love it. Make time to know who you are. Now, of course, we would have um, uh, people who are... uh, in a space where they may feel or think that this is um, so distant from them and they haven't uh, learned how to manage or navigate taking time. And I I hear what you're saying um, where the kids are, or or everyone, is they're they're all plugged in, you know, plugged into a computer, plugged into a cell phone, plugged in. We we all are. We, we, this is how we run our lives now. But, um, I think uh, uh, to get back to that space that you speak about um, and trying at least to follow some of the paths that uh, uh, Mr. Mandela uh, has uh, followed, he, when I look at him, he has gone through so many years of, um, or, or even staying in prison for 27 years, but gone through um, many years of our, our life and, and um, uh, uh, in what we expect of our lives and, and that uh, uh, we expect at times that it will change. And it has changed. So that it's, it's changed to the point where we're driven by technology and we're driven by um, uh, n- not really communicating with uh, one another. But he came out and uh, he's the president. <laughs> you know, he came out and just again, became present. And I, I say that because, to me, being present is also all the things that you spoke about. If you're uh, coming in to see you, uh, 
uh, you're, you're the doctor, you're coming in, you would think that people would not be plugged in. You would think that the mother would not be on the phone. You would think that, you know, we are closer to understanding the value of um, being present and being here and um, making a change, making a difference. And so that said, um, uh, we're going to break for a commercial, and we will return with Dr. Pride Boone. And, uh, again, we're always uh, excited about having her on with us because uh, she always has so much to share because she is such a beautiful and a passionate person <laughs> who changes lives. And I think we all have that capability. So we will return uh, with Dr. Pride Boone. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, thanks again for joining us. We're speaking with Dr. Pride Boone, and uh, we've, uh, we've been having discussions on um, what really grounds us and uh, helps uh, and, and help us to navigate uh, our whole life experience. And, and um, you know, in most cases, we uh, all want to do more and do better. And we were speaking about um, Mr. Nelson Mandela and uh, uh, what uh, an amazing legacy he left uh, with us to really um, think about. Um, I'm going to read another um, passage from uh, some of the conversations that uh, Nelson Mandela uh, has spoke about in the past. Actually, there is uh, there's a poem, uh, and, 
and uh, by William Ernest Henley. And it says that uh, he truly lived his life by the poem that got him through prison. And it reads, Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul and the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet a menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Invictus by William Ernest Henley. Ah, amazing, amazing, amazing. So, uh, Dr. Pride Boone, um, thank you again so much for being with us. And as always, it um, it's so valuable to, to have you uh, be with us to enlighten us on uh, connecting that whole mind-body spirit and that um, uh, I'm hoping that uh, if moms are listening or women are listening, um, I think uh, you should be empowered in a sense. Um, if, if hopefully, uh, you know, even if you're not uh, empowered by uh, uh, Nelson Mandela, I can't think why, but if you're not, there are so many other people you can be empowered with. You know, I was just in India, um, I think in October, and the Dalai Lama spoke with us, and he was amazing, and uh, as always. And, of course, he spoke about women, and he spoke about mothers. He said he feels that uh, mothers everywhere or people everywhere should be connected to their mothers. And when there are major issues, um, they somehow uh, have uh, disconnected with their, their moms. And um, don't quote the words, but that's really uh, what uh, uh, he basically spoke about we all need to be closer to our mothers and i think all of us are moms even if uh uh we're not nurturing children you know around the world it takes a village so on that note uh dr pride boone uh thanks again for joining us uh let us help to help help us uh uh understand your position uh as a mom because you have beautiful children and i think you've done a amazing job and um what's the foundation for making sure that our our children are comfortable in their space. And I know it's always a challenge, but definitely the foundation for our girls, because you have a daughter, and uh, how do we continue to nurture some of this greatness that um, these uh, uh, beautiful leaders have left us with their legacy? I think one of the most important statements you can remember is kids, children, do what you do, not what you say. Right. So I think living our lives in an enlightened way, in a spiritual way, gives them the pathway that they need. The Bible says, raise up a child in the, in the admonition of the Lord, and they will not depart. So I think living a, a godly life where you're respectful, where you're honoring yourself and others, where you take care of yourself and others, and then I really applaud you for your wellness lounges, because going to a wellness lounge, which needs to be in every city and every block, <laughs> tells, tell, it tells moms, you need to stop. 
And if, and if you run around with your head cut off and you're plugged in and you can't even unplug for your child's annual physical, you've waited 15 minutes to see me, and you have to take that phone call, really? Um, you, you, you need to make time for yourself and your family. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, we were speaking with Dr. Pride Boone. She was enlightening us on uh, the whole connection with uh, uh, being able to navigate uh, with a sound uh, presence and with a sound presence. And uh, Dr. Pride Boone was uh, speaking with us about uh, the Wellness Lounge. Although I'm very humbled by the fact that uh, uh, <laughs> she's. Uh, speaking about the Wellness Lounge, uh, and uh, I guess uh, I'll let you finish from there, although I prefer. Oh, oh <laughs> yes, but the, you. But, but, you, but uh, you're, you're speaking you're, about the Wellness Lounge, and I, I thank you, and I'm honored that you feel uh, our Wellness Lounge does make a difference. Oh, it does. You are doing, you are doing body works, which mm-hmm. women need. And mm-hmm. women often, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, we are nurturers and we take care of everybody else and then we don't take care of ourselves. And then mm-hmm. we get sick and we're not there to help anybody because we're too sick to help. Yeah, I thank you for so, that. Because the, yeah, the whole idea um, for the Wellness Lounge, I tell people that, um, you know, I can tell you what we're not. We're not uh, a spa, which I love spas, nothing against spas at all. And we're not a wellness center. We're somewhere in the middle. And uh, we have a slogan, the wellness lounge, we keep your clothes on, which means that you can do everything, you know. Even when you have a, a cell phone running in, you can still relax a moment just to um, get engaged with um, uh, either, you know, getting reflexology or um, maybe acupuncture or ear candling. But in addition to that, you can also... Um, uh, engage with um, some amazing uh, people like yourself or professionals that are doing great work. We work with physicians who practice some form of complementary or alternative uh, medicine or just integrative medicine, which, uh, you know, you're integrating something that has a solid foundation for living and have nothing, obviously, against some uh, physicians who are just doing traditional. But I think as we move forward, uh, it's always necessary to try and incorporate something that's going to uh, help us to be 
in the present. So I love your program and what you do and uh, the Strong Me Foundation and uh, you have uh, a program uh uh, childhood, obesity, uh, childhood obesity and spirituality, uh, I believe, and feel free to definitely speak about that. But this, these are all the things that I think um, helping, uh, as you spoke about before, Dr. Pipeon, um, helping in, in a way that you can um, uh, to nurture a uh, positive environment for your family or for yourself. Because if mothers or if women are, are not um, engaging with a platform moving forward, I mean a progressive platform, and at times it can be aggressive because it's so needed where they, they will stop just for a moment uh, just to engage themselves to find that space. Um, in any given day, Everyone is affected. So if you're, you need that space, you need to stop, you, you do that. And, uh, you know, it, it would be great if it's at the Wellness Lounge uh, uh, all over the country, but um, it could be right in your um, bedroom, you know, or it could be in a space in your home. Because I think everyone should have a space in their home that's dedicated to wellness, which is different from the health model, which we all need. We need health. We need medicine. I believe in traditional medicine. But there is a wellness model, and you can find that space in your home where it's just for you. I had a girlfriend ask me to come over to help her look at uh, a space in, in her home to create that uh, sort of sanctuary for herself, that wellness uh, space, and that um, uh, it was fun doing, and she did an amazing job. I, I really said, well, I'm not going to do it for you, but I can tell you or show you how to navigate making that space for yourself because it represents who you are. And I think that's what Dr. Pridemoon was speaking about when it comes to the Wellness Lounge. We think we've created a space for women. Well, we know we have because women come in often, and they, they are now doing everything from uh, even having baby showers, you know, and, and uh, being in a, a relaxing environment that's dedicated also to green and just just uh, uh, finding it somewhere, even if it's a walk, as Dr. Pride Boone said. So I thank you for, uh, uh, you know, speaking about the Wellness Lounge, Dr. Pride Boone, because I certainly have enjoyed also working with you and your program. So can you tell um, our listeners more about your program and what you do with families, uh, childhood, childhood obesity and spirituality? I'd love for our listeners to... Uh, Find out uh, how and, and why uh, you made that decision to uh, really engage and incorporate the spirituality component because not all physicians would do, do that. Uh, I think, quite frankly, um, they may, number one, not know how to do it, but number two, they may be really afraid to do something like that. Yes. Um, I, I have always known there's a huge piece um, emotionally to the overeating that I was seeing in families. Certainly a lot of the overeating we see as a society is because of the media, the advertisements to children, um, got to have this, got to have that. You need 10 of these and 15 of those. The platter size when you eat out, as you know, many families eat out. It was 20 years ago, nobody ate out. The restaurants weren't there. Um, most people couldn't afford it. Now you, many families can eat out five out of seven days a week. So wow. food is prepared in 
in a restaurant where it may be highly salted, it's highly palatable with salt, sugar, and fat, which we are wired for salt, sugar, and fat. So we're naturally going to go toward these foods. And when children are stressed, and they are stressed, remember, they're not going to the wellness lounge. They don't have downtime. They're school, they're sports, mm-hmm. and then they're moving, and then they're plugged in and, and teaching families to unplug and to help their children develop their inner lives and to teach them how to have joy and peace within, which is difficult for children because they have to borrow your faith. They have to borrow Mm. your way of being until they find their own. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Speak more about that for just a moment. They uh, they, they have to borrow their faith from, is that what you're saying? Borrow, yes, because they can't can't analytically because of their developmental stages. Right. Have, they often can have a very strong, you'll meet children who are very spiritual at five or six, but mm. not all of them are, are tuned in. They're pretty much in the here and now, which is why joy, childhood is such a joy, because there is no, generally no worries. They, they live in the present, they enjoy what they have, and they're really not too worried about what happened yesterday and what's happening tomorrow, which many adults suffer from. So yeah, they, we do. They, <laughs> they can have lots of joy because they're right in the moment. They know how to live in the moment, but they also developmentally may not have a faith life and an inner life. They may not understand anger or jealousy or envy or despair or depression or delusions, things that we as adults suffer from and may or may not recognize. So children may be bullied. They may be sad. They, they often share and wear the emotions of the family. And what I ask our families to do is to pay attention to the food choices and the behaviors that follow those emotions. So I deal with not just how do you structure your home, physical home, so that it encourages healthy movement and healthy eating, but how do you develop an inner life and how do you help your children find their inner life so that their eating is in response to true physiologic hunger, that they're not picking up food to squash a frustration to squash, did they pick that meat today? So I think I'll eat this. How do you identify for children what they really are feeling? And how do you help them meet their needs that doesn't include food? So it's a spiritual-based program. And, and we see children of all faiths. So it, it is a God of your understanding. Because, you know, I think it's a... Look at Nelson Mandela again. I don't know his faith base. I think he, he had maybe his homeland mm-hmm. was... His, the, the faith that he was raised in is what he practiced in those 27 years. I think the important thing is slowing down, which is what your wellness lounges encourage people to do. Find what you really are feeling and really feed those parts of you that need to be fed. And often mm. it's time and attention to the body and not food that we're looking for. So it's real easy to pick up chips. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Pryboon? Oh, uh, yeah, I think we lost her again. But I, I um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, she said it's real easy to pick up chips or, you know, it's, it's easy, yes, to do a number of things, uh, especially if you bring it in the home. And so uh, that said, uh, also, you know, there, there's this whole, I don't know if it's a controversy, I don't know what it is, it just, it, it's, Probably it just shouldn't exist anyway, but there's the, the fit mom, curvy mom. It's, come on, women. Uh, you know, I understand that uh, people are living, but, um, uh, yeah, we're talking about it, but it, we may be promoting it, and I don't want to promote that. I think that um, it is uh, something to be said about women who 
now feel that uh, their space or their only space is to, uh, I've got to be that fit mom, I've got to be that curvy mom. You know, I say this only because, it, to me, you have to be well, you have to be healthy. And who knows, that might be a curvy person too. I had um, someone, a friend, say to me once that um, she thought uh, – our governor, because uh, I'm in New Jersey, she says, oh, my, our, like, our governor, our governor, Governor Christie, he's an intelligent person. I can't believe that, you know, he doesn't have this weight thing or something. And I said, are you kidding me? I said, I know people who are size 6 and size 8 and size 2, and they're not intelligent. So come on, where's the balance? So the whole idea is the balance. We can't continue to feed in to so much that does not help our center. So if no one got that, <laughs> I'll say it again, uh, you know, whatever the governor's uh, uh, space is for himself, he'll take care of it or his family will take care of it. But to judge uh, intelligence by weight or to judge fit mom, curvy mom, you know, to be in that whole controversy to say, oh, well, you don't have it because I guess you're a curvy mom or I'm a fit mom, so I'm, you know, much better. I'd love to know where their space is in connecting the whole mind, body, spirit. I think um, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, fit mom, I'm, I'm looking at the curves and I said, gee, I was like that. <laughs> you know, I have 11 sisters, and I realized after a while, it's like, oh, my gosh, am I the only one that loves to, to be in the middle of some form of sport or I'm just very athletic? And I mean, not, not so much now in that I just tried to stay in the present, but years ago at her age, this young woman's age, I, uh, I looked, yeah, I looked like that because I ran five miles in the morning, five miles at night. But um, unfortunately, I had an accident with a big storage bin fell on my back, and I've never been able to get to that space uh, as far as being, oh, my gosh, so fit and chiseled. So I had to really focus on all those things that Dr. Pride Boone spoke about and just making sure that my center, the whole mind, body, spirit, uh, was connected in a way that it benefited me and it works for me. So, yeah, curvy, hello, doesn't matter as long as you're healthy and you're fit. And, and uh, Dr. Pridebloom can also speak to, uh, uh, speaking about healthy, you know, BMI and uh, all of that um, that uh, is normally checked with physicians. You can have a lousy BMI and still be fit, uh, so be careful with that, women. I, I don't know how to uh, really um, just uh, have uh, uh, this whole presence for you all to, um, and I'm still working on it, so that you can grab hold of one thing, just one thing, because as you know, if you're listening in, I have many things <laughs> to discuss, but uh, one thing that you can pull and grab hold of. So I'll give you an example. When I suffered that uh, traumatic uh, uh, back uh, uh, injury, oh, it, it was, I, mean, I had two small children. And keep in mind, oh, I couldn't run anymore. I couldn't stay, you know, in the gym. I couldn't do any of this, these things. And I was in chronic pain. I mean, it was chronic back pain. I was in pain 
24 hours, seven days. So I was wow. in the, or- that's the a, orthopedic. That's a lot of. That's a lot of pain. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of pain. I was in the orthopedic institute for about an, a month, or the institute, whatever institute. I don't know, but I was there for about a month, and it was there where I, I wasn't sure that I was going in. Uh, what I was going in for, for a moment, I'm going, okay, I know I have all this pain, but I'm thinking, are they going to do surgery or whatever? I mean, I had an idea, but I get there, and there are eight other people that are in this pain management program, and I said, whoa, okay. (laughs) I remember two things. I remember going in with one medication coming out with, like, eight, and then I remember um, the other uh, people that were in this pain management program saying, whatever you do, don't get the back surgery because they had had three or four surgeries. I said, no, I'm not thinking because keep in mind this was like over 20 years ago. I was like, that's impossible. Who would do three or four back surgeries? So now fast forward, uh, you know, people are uh, having three or four back surgeries, but they've now just uh, realized that uh, and recognized the fact that you don't really need to have all these surgeries. But that said, I went through – 16 years of chronic back pain. And so, uh, as Dr. Pride Boone was saying, and, and hopefully you can elaborate more on it, I had to find a space in my head, in my body. I knew that uh, I couldn't stay in bed every day. Um, I had another uh, brilliant uh, physician. That, oh, actually, that was the third thing. When I came out of the Institute, uh, she refused to give me the prescriptions for all these um, meds because she said, I... I would just uh, hope that you would have a glass of wine. I'm going, I do understand how bad my pain is, but I'll tell you, wine has been my friend from <laughs> for 20 years now. It's been my friend, and I love a nice glass of wine for dinner, you know, maybe a couple of times a week, three times a week, whatever. But wine is good. So I found a space to be able to live in, and I think that's what you were talking about earlier, Dr. Pridebone. Right? And, and making and making time to find that space. Again, everyone is rushing, rushing. But you know, I want to speak to the fit mom versus the curvy mom. You know, Miss King is of Oriental descent. That's clear. Their BMIs are lower, so it's it's much easier for her to achieve a BMI of eighteen to twenty-one because that's where she should be genetically. So. Mm. Her her toning is a little muscular workout. That's not a big deal for her because genetically she's going to live in a lower BMI. So she has to be careful about, you know, throwing stones at glass houses. She's got a lot of genetic loading that's going to help her have a lower BMI. If you're African-American, your BMI is going to live around 28, 25 to 28 easily. Mm. The bone density is heavier. The shaping is different. So there's huge genetic differences in cultures. And when I see a child coming in from China, there's a lot of adoptions from the Far East. We have different growth charts for them. They're very different than mm. from the Midwest. So, you know, it's really easy for her to talk about being small because genetically that's <laughs> what she is. So, in fact, she'll be overweight if she gains 5 or 10 pounds. She's already, her BMI is too high. Really? She can't have, oh, yeah, she'll be sick. If her BMI is 24, she'll have more likely have diabetes and hypertension than if her BMI is 21. She has to keep her BMI at a lower rate because genetically that's who she is. So she's benefiting from her genetic ancestry and then, you know, selling products based on it. Well, it's not fair, really, because genetically she's loaded to be what she is. So 
different depending on who you are. So uh, an African-American family, I know I have to give them two to four points on the BMI, and I know that they're healthy at those BMI points, that their blood pressure is normal, that their blood glucose is normal, that their lipids are normal, that they are not developing metabolic syndrome, that they pass my fitness test. So their BMI from 25 to 28 doesn't bother me because I know that they're fit and healthy, and a BMI number is a number. It doesn't tell me their fitness level. Hmm. It doesn't tell me inside metabolically what they're doing. I worry more about a thin African-American child. Are you anorexic? Are you bulimic? Are you living Mm -hmm. a healthy lifestyle? What are you doing to achieve this weight? Now, sometimes, usually it's from the parents. As long as I can see the mom and dad and I know that they're thin stature, then I know where she got it from. But if her parents are very big and she's very small, I'm all over it. Tell me more. How are you achieving this weight? What are you eating? I make everyone do food laws. I need to see how you're exercising. Are you over-exercising to achieve this BMI? What are you doing to achieve this number? So I use it. It's a good working tool, but it is, it's in not in isolation. It is the whole composite of the family genetics, the family dynamics, and how is she doing mentally? Is she at peace with herself? And that's what's important. And if you, I have unfortunately way too many children who have very low BMIs, who are very sick. And as you get older, your BMI needs to go go up apparently to stay well because you need to protect your organs from cancer, from all the things that happen in middle and older age. Can so, you state what the BMI um, represents again? Um, body mass index. And it, it, and, and it works for some, but I can't use BMI in athletes, for instance. Their BMIs are tremendous, but it's all muscle. There is no fat. So a BMI is just a way of helping us as a clinical tool. Again, if I see an oriental child with a high BMI, that child's in trouble because mm. she should have a lower BMI by her genetics. And if she's got a, a normal BMI, if her BMI is 24 to 25, this child is in trouble. And I'm not doing my job if I don't say to that family, look, your baby's overeating. What's under the bed? Tell me what's in the bedroom. Tell me if the TV's in the bedroom. Tell me what's going on. Because this child cannot sustain an elevated BMI without getting sick. She is more likely to become diabetic at 14 or 15 than mm. a child from another race who has that same BMI. So, but if I didn't measure the BMI, how could I have that conversation? So I need to do the BMI because it helps me clinically to see where we are compared to your family and compared to your race. All those factors have to come into play. And they help me prevent. My goal is to prevent diabetes and hypertension. My goal is to keep you alive. And the reason that I got into this is because I had 14-year-olds get their gallbladder out. And at gallbladder disease... Mm, at 14 years old, wow. 14. In medical school, we're taught gallbladder disease, fat, 40, and fertile. You should be in your 40s, had four or five kids, and still menstruating. Those are the people who get your gallbladder out. I had 15-year-olds getting their gallbladder out. They were 280 pounds at 15. So they, wow. were eating, they were eating out all the time. They were eating junk food. They were anxious, depressed. They had all sort of internal affairs, and they were eating that anger and that pain away. That's how they were solving it. So wow. stopping that spiral of overeating. Which, so without, the BMI helps me say to a family, so when I see a 2-year-old, a 3-year-old, 4-year-old, I don't have to see that child at 15 with gallbladder disease. I can nip that in the bud. Uh, you see it in Kool-Aid in the bottle? Oh, my God. Let's teach them to do something else. So my job is prevention. So BMI, if I measure that too, that helps me because I can say to that mother with a two-year-old, look where your child is. Let me show you where we're going at 15. What can we do to intervene? 
So BMI hmm. can be a useful number, but to run around and compare fit and curvy, it has no value in the real world because you can be very curvy and very healthy and very thin and very sick. Most of your brittle diabetics are very thin. Most of your patients with cancer are very thin. So hmm. Interesting. These, people are, these people are selling their products, and I understand what they need to do. I mean, she's got to move her website, and the other girl's got to move her website. But in the real world, you are your family and your culture, and the goal is to be able to run and catch a bus and not be not fall down and drop dead. You need to be able to get winded. <laughs> yeah, I, that's so real. And and defend yourself, I would think too, if you could. I mean, within reason, obviously. You need to be able to be fit. You need to be able to run and get up and down the stairs. You need to do the activities of daily living without being winded. And you and exercise makes you feel good. And this stressed out, overplugged in society, you need to exercise because we have very few things available to us that lower our stress rate. Right. Exercise Mandela, too can be a thirty minute walk, uh, which is, walk. I think, great. I mean, uh, I I do walking. I love walking. And, uh, you know, I do some other things, but walking is one of the main things I like to do because uh, having the chronic back pain in the past, it allows me to know that, you know, I'm in the present. <laughs> no matter what, I can walk. Right. And that's the, the best and for that, me. And but. what a joy. Just think Nelson, Nelson Mandela couldn't go for a walk. He yeah, had to something? work out in oh, his my cell. Goodness. Oh boy, and yeah, that is amazing. And that's amazing. Uh, it's, it's amazing for him to leave to us that no legacy. No excuses. It ought to be Nancy Mandela and not the girl with the fit, fit mom, right? Who needs to do the fit? No, no, no. I get it. So listen, we're going to have to close out now, though. And I uh, thank you so much uh, once again for uh, joining in uh, and sharing so much uh, with us because uh, it is always great to have a conversation with you because. Uh, we learn. <laughs> so uh, it's been Dr. Pride Boone. She uh, is uh, the founder uh, and president of the Strong Me Foundation. Uh, what's your website, Dr. Pride Boone? It's strongme.org, yes. Strongme.org. Yes. And she's located in the New York, upper up, uh, state New York. Uh, and she's a family she, therapist and pediatrician. partners, yes. I'm a pediatrician with St. Peter's Health Partners. Okay, got that. You guys have that. So thanks again, and uh, we hope uh, that you tune in next week. Okay, thanks. And keep up your good work keeping people connected to their body and spirit. Oh, thanks a lot. You guys could always tweet uh, our hashtag, uh, which is wellness and I-N-T, and uh, you can Facebook uh, we're there, but it's wellnessinteractive.com, uh, and uh, we are a step further at Wellness Lounge. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.